good morning on this Friday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nugget, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Stop and think about the seed a little bit. It can be small, it can be tiny, it can be soft, it can be hard. Seeds are very, very different in in size and shape and color. But what's even more different is the end result of when it has been planted and the body that God has given it to be able to grow and produce fruit, bud, or whatever it's going to do. This brings us to the fact that God's natural laws are without change. When I say God's natural laws, when we think about physics, when we think about science, uh, when we think about chemistry, there are laws that have been set in place to govern the way that things function. Well, in the same manner, according to Genesis 8.22, when it comes to how things are developed, how things uh, progress and proceed here on this earth, it says, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Well, I don't know about you, but Every day that I wake up in the morning, the earth is still remaining. In other words, it's still here. Then that means that that is another day, another opportunity for seed time, for the process of seed time to be engaged and for things to happen, whether it's fruit or plants or whether it's vegetables. uh, Seed time is always in the present. Now, not every seed can be planted at exactly that time, but every seed has its season just like every other thing. I am reminded of the sequoia uh, trees, the redwood trees, uh, the big humongous trees there in uh, Mariposa, uh, in, in Yosemite at Mariposa Grove. And of course, there's some up in uh, uh, Kings Canyon and Sequoia National Canyon that these giant trees, massive, 300 feet tall or more, circumference in 100 plus feet just around, yet for that little seed to grow, there has to be a proper nourishing, nourishing environment. And that nourishing environment usually in the natural in nature without man having to do it man does it now but there was there were uh fires lightning strikes and nowadays are controlled fires where they burn the underbrush under these massive trees their bark sometimes 18 inches thick with a fire retardant fire resistant uh resin in it that prevents it from burning up, at least from the outside. The inside, the fire gets inside, it can burn it. And you can see evidence of this of some trees uh, there in uh, Mariposa Grove. But the point being that the ash that is produced as a result of the fire and the high heat intensity that is released causes the little cones up on top to open up. 
and the little seed falls into the ground. The ground happens to be fresh ash, and there it lies where it's going to take root. But at the same time, when the ground underneath was burned, when there was fire, the process of it opened up all the smaller trees and all the smaller plants and all the other things that would have interfered providing too much shade so that there is no sunshine or light getting to the little seed so that it could grow. Then, of course, you have uh, uh, the snow or you have the the rain or, or, or whatever to provide the water there. But the roots of the sequoia are very, very, very shallow. They may extend and spread out for a hundred or even more feet uh, in different directions where it ties itself and binds itself to the other roots of the other trees, uh, kind of creating a, a web to help it sustain. The, the bugs and the insects have no effect on the sequoia trees. They have no natural enemies but man cutting them down. And these uh, uh, sequoia trees, as the, the, the heat produces the cones to open up and the seed to fall, as that little seed falls into the ground, is going to be able to develop because it's going through the natural process. Now you interrupt that natural process that it has been established for seed time, uh, for harvest and heat and cold and summer and winter and all of this, you uh, mess it up, then chances are there, there will be no more sequoias. Now, the point being is this, that God has given in nature, according to its own kind, every seed to develop accordingly. So when we get to the verses that we're going to read, it gives us an understanding how in the natural we can make a comparison to the spiritual. If weeds or things are growing underneath, they're going to choke the little seed, the little plant from being able to develop. This is taught in the sower sows the seed. They're also going to choke it because they're going to be... Uh, no possibility or way of sunshine getting to the little plant. And of course, they identified, or Jesus in his parable identified what those weeds were. And he talked about it, everything from the deception of riches to uh, the cares of this world and the lust of other things entering in, etc. These are the weeds. These would be the things that would be underneath. The shallow roots, on the other hand would be because the ground is stony. The ground uh, doesn't allow for the roots to develop, but yet uh, we are to develop roots that are profound, roots that grow deep in Christ. So we have to find the nourishment of that water. We have to find the sunlight that is from up above and, and, and all of these things. Now, here's another thing. As those roots of the sequoia tree bind to one another in a shallow uh, ground, probably uh, maybe six feet uh, deep, and, and, and only, as I had mentioned earlier, no natural enemies to the sequoia, 
except heavy, heavy snowpack that can topple the tree down because of the weight being too heavy, the ground being too saturated, and then it would topple. I've had the opportunity and privilege of being in these parks and I've seen uh, sequoias that were down and the massive root system that they have. Now, I bring this up because Jesus taught and he talked about speaking to the uh, speaking to the problem, uh, the the thing of faith in our lives, where we speak and the roots that that are in that thing can actually be planted in or on something else. This is how Jesus put it in Luke seventeen six, and the Lord said, "If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree." be plucked up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it should obey you. Now there's several lessons that we can learn from here. Uh, two parables that Jesus gave, one was speaking to the mountain, one was speaking to the sycamine tree and uh, both of them involved speaking, uh, not doubting in your heart but believing the things that you said but both of them are different in that one is a tree, one is a mountain. A mountain can be a massive problem that is in our life. And uh, it's, it's something that is impossible to move. But the sycamine tree, that speaks of relationships and roots that have been developed. And uh, many times we have to be plucked up from where we're at and be put where the Lord... Uh, uh, wants to put us or pluck up relationships. And those roots, just like the roots of the sequoia tree, can be intertwined and intertangled with uh, the roots of so many other trees that are surrounding it, especially since it spreads out for a 100 feet or more. Uh, and when you pluck those roots up, chances are you may break other roots also. So by faith, the Lord Jesus also teaches us concerning relationships through faith so that the root systems are not damaged uh, when things are brought in or brought out of our lives. When you transplant a little small plant, uh, the delicacy of not damaging those little roots uh, is so very important. Even so much more, of course, uh, for whatever Jesus he taught, you know, speak unto it, it'll be plucked up by the roots and it'll be planted in the sea. Uh, when we read in the book of Revelation and several of the Old Testament books, it mentions the sea, of course. Many times that talks about the sea of humanity. Uh, uh, and it, the tree, would obey you. Now, getting back to where we were reading, it says in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 8, he that soweth iniquity shall reap vanity, and the rod of his anger shall fail. It says in Psalm 126, 5 and 6, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goes forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed. Remember, uh, 1 Samuel, the, the word of the Lord was precious. The, there was no open visions. Uh, the Bible talks about we have been uh, 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 bought 
uh, we have been purchased by the precious blood of Jesus, but also it's the word of God that is precious and incorruptible uh, in our lives. He that goes forth and weepeth bearing precious seed, there's nothing more precious than the word of the living God, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. In other words, you sowed much time weeping and bearing the pain, but you stayed true to the seed that was sown, and you went through the entire process until it grew. Now the harvest of the sheaves is here. You've harvested. Now you are rejoicing in what you had planted. Look at in Hosea, in chapter 10, in verse 12, it says, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your foul ground. Remember, we talked about the ash of the tree. For it is time to seek the Lord until he come and he rain righteousness upon you. And then finally, we have in James 3.18, And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Consider all this food for thought and for the imagination of how the process and the progress of the seed growing and developing brings in its due season a harvest that has been multiplied all in the like manner of what has been multiplied or what has been planted. Remember, consider, he that soweth iniquity shall sow, shall reap vanity. That which is sown to the flesh of the flesh will reap the harvest. That which is sown to the spirit of the spirit will reap the harvest. So keep looking up. Plant your seeds and let the process of seed time continue bringing in all the answers to those prayers, bringing in righteousness and peace and mercy and all the things that God has attended for us, even when it is watered with our tears. The Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.